0: guys, welcome to the latest episode of this unbelievable life. I am so excited to have Ashley Hughes from the American Red Cross on with me today. Um, Ashley proudly wears many titles. She is an avid lover of Christ and her family where she is both a mother and a wife. She's also a civic minded community leader. We, we love those community leaders and we love people that have the big heart. So Ashley, thank you for being on. Today, Ashley is going to share her passion for alleviating human suffering and helping to save many hospital patients' lives through the mission of her work at the American Red Cross. Ashley, take it away.
1: Thank you so much, Nikki. It's a pleasure to be on today. And um, I'm I'm not dressed to the nines uh, but you know what this is the real me and we were talking a little bit before the show about you know wanting to be our authentic selves and and that's something that I embrace Um, the people that know me just know I I'm sincere um, but also very transparent uh, and and usually what you see is what you get so uh, for those who don't know me again my name is Ashley Hughes Um, I do wear many titles and uh, but one of them that I love so much beyond just loving Jesus and, and beyond my family and being a mother and a wife um, is what I do for my everyday life in terms of uh my career. And so I'm really excited to have a platform to share my passion for alleviating um, human suffering and saving hospital patients' lives with you because you might learn something today. You think, ah, the Red Cross, I've I've heard about them, right? Or I've heard somebody speak. Maybe you've heard me speak, Um, but there's so much that a lot of folks don't know about the Red Cross that this is just gonna be a great opportunity for me to share not only my passion, but hopefully ignite something in you that makes you wanna be a part of what we're doing. So um, the mission in and of it itself of the American Red Cross right we're a nonprofit. you know our location we're probably in a neighborhood near you right so our mission of the Red Cross is actually to prevent and alleviate human suffering in the face of emergencies by mobilizing the power power of volunteers and the generosity of donors so I'm proud to be a part of the Red Cross I've been here for five years and the reason is um, you know I actually went to school for social work so kind of like like, mm, social work, what are you doing here? <laughs> right? So um, I went to school for social work, and I've worked with adults with severe mental illness um, for about a year. And I realized there are so many, there are so many things out there that I, I want to come back, right? There's these systemic issues and, and social services that I just want to see be better. So I went back to school, Um, And in the midst of getting my graduate degree from USI, my master's in public administration with a focus on nonprofit leadership, thinking I'm going to go out there and, and, um, you know, just do all the things to advocate for the downtrodden. I ended up getting married, I ended up having babies. um, And then, you know, Life happens, right? Here I am. Uh, But it led me to the Red Cross. All of my experiences before, uh, you know, before five years ago, led me to the Red Cross. And simply put, it's because we do work to alleviate human suffering. Um, And that at the heart, my social work heart, right, I'm not doing casework, but my social work heart was able to pour out um, in what I do every day. And that's that's what fuels me. And so um, I also with the Red Cross, we start out at a lot of our meetings with mission moments. And I have a mission moment and pretty much the mission moment is centered around um, a donor that, you know, received blood products or somebody whose home burnt down. And, you know, we were able to help provide them with temporary sheltering and and a cat card to help get back on their feet. Or it's even one of our volunteers. You know, ninety percent of our workforce is unpaid volunteers across the entire country. So there's there's a whole bunch of volunteerism within the Red Cross that make us who we are, and I'm so grateful for that. They are the foundation and the pillar of what we do. Um, so we like to start off with mission moments. Um, and beyond my education, beyond the fact that I, I love civic engagement, I, have a, I just have a heart, right, for people, and I just want to do good no matter where I'm at. Like, that's just what fuels me, um, is my own personal mission moment. And so I, uh, I grew up being a daddy's girl. And uh, I look like a tomboy because at my heart I'm also pretty much a tomboy. I love sports. I I was one of three daughters of my father Scott Hilton, and I was the closest one that he ever got to a son. And so we we did the sports. We talked about the sports. We watched the stuff on TV, right? And and I look just like him, and I laugh like him, and and my dad, right, as this as a female, this daughter, there's a special connection between a uh, a, a daughter and a father. I I would say the same thing for my sons and myself, right? Um, He was my dude, like he was the man and, and he wasn't perfect by any means. Right. Um, but when I was in, uh, just graduated college, actually my, with my bachelor's, um, I got the dreaded phone call and maybe you, somebody listening today has gotten this phone call, um, that somebody they love had gotten a cancer diagnosis. And, um, unfortunately I, I got that call and and it was from one of my aunts who had just let me know that, My dad had 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 a lymph node. He was a construction worker, big man, you know, real strong, just a good time Charlie and uh, didn't take the best care of himself in terms of health. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that he partied hard, right? Worked hard, party hard, but uh, he decided to go to the doctor one day because he had this like bump on his neck and they and couldn't figure out what was going on. He's feeling a little lethargic. Um, and it turned out that he had already had advanced stage cancer. And so with that, um, they had started chemo and radiation. So this big man who was my dad, um, you know, the, my guy, <laughs> uh, he, I watched him over several months, um, become a shell of who he was and and unfortunately my father passed away he was 55 when he passed away and um man that's that's way too young uh but during his fight with cancer he received blood products um, whether it be platelets and plasma to help uh, where radiation and chemotherapies destroy one's platelets or plasma um, or whole blood to increase his white soap count My father had received those blood products. And while it didn't allow him to be able to survive his cancer diagnosis, it did give us a little bit more time with him. And so my mission moment, really why I I do what I do every single day is due in part to the fact that, you know, there were donors out there who didn't know my dad. There were people out there who did not know him, but somebody somewhere in the country stepped up and said, I'm going to donate this free gift of life that anyone and everyone can do. Um, regardless of socioeconomic status, race, um, ethnicity, uh, gender, etc., I'm going to donate this free gift of life, and that was able to give me more time with my dad. So, always like to start out with mission moments. Um, and a fun fact: just one fourth of our supply of blood uh, goes to cancer patients. So, um, the majority, uh, uh, one fourth, that's a large that's that's a large number um, of the supply does go to cancer patients. So. That's that's my mission moment. Um, I do like to do an exercise kind of like if we were in a room together, I would say, you know, raise your hand if you if you have somebody in your life that you love that had cancer or that had been in a car accident. Right. And people would raise their hand or they'd experience the loss of their home due to flooding, a fire, other natural disaster. God forbid. Right. Um, Even going as far as to say, do you know somebody? Raise your hand if you know somebody who had COVID. Covid and required convalescent plasma. And we would look around the room and we would say, wow, almost everybody, if not everybody in the audience has raised their hand. And when that experience hits them, they realize I probably know somebody who has required a blood product. And you think, oh, this just got a little bit more real for me, right? Like, I hope that nobody has to go through what I had to experience with watching my dad go through chemo treatments and, and radiation and ultimately succumbing to his disease. But, you know, maybe a car accident, right? That might be something that you're like, man, I don't know anyone that that's lost their life due to cancer and, and needed blood products. But I do know Aiden Mercer, local high school student who got into a car accident, right? I'm sure he didn't wake up that day and think, man, this is going to happen as parents, you know, who, who knows, right. If what they were thinking that day, but, um, thank God, right. We were able to get him eight units of blood as well as platelets and plasma so that he could survive in time to be able to get over to Louisville on a life flight to be able to, um, have life-saving surgery and receive even more blood products than that. And so, um, you know, if you, if you don't know that story, if you don't know him, you may know somebody else. Um, and in that regard, you probably know somebody whose life has been touched by the American Red Cross so um what we do right so not only do we do blood stuff so i'm the blood lady but we do a whole bunch of other stuff and, and we're really pushing this one red cross we, we want a one red cross focus because we're more than just blood services we're more than just disaster cycle services we actually have um, six lines of service that the one red cross umbrella uh, goes under and so when we look at that you know we think disaster cycle services The home fire campaign, our biomedical services, our services to armed forces. This is an area not a lot of people know about. We actually help with our military men and women. Um, Our home fire campaign, we give away free smoke alarms. We'll install them to ensure that people are safe, right? So some stuff that maybe people didn't know about. International services, of course, not only nationwide, but across the world, and then training services as well, too. So we have a lot of different lines of service, and I'd love to touch briefly on each of those if I have the opportunity today. But essentially, our work is not only just down the street from you, wherever you are listening, um, but we also are across the country And around the world, the Red Cross is one of the most trusted brands in America since Clara Barton, her work that helped shape the American Red Cross and what we are today, right? We're there to alleviate the human suffering that happens um, from just being in existence right and so there's so much that we do and it's I get excited about it guys get really excited about it so um in terms of just our disaster response uh we provide assistance after disaster you can go online you can find the phone number to go ahead and get that case study um or I'm sorry that case set up basically where we respond to nearly sixty thousand disasters um, in any given year across the country. Um, that could be a major disaster, like the warehouse fires that happened on um, kind of the west side here not too long ago, um, where we helped with temporary shelter. We helped to get meals coordinated. Um, you know, we were providing support to the firefighters that were there and. Forms of water and snack and different things like that. Um, we've distributed relief items that could be comfort care packages that have just toiletries in it and things that you think of. Oh man, I just lost literally everything that I that I need. Um, we do that, we, we help support families who are experiencing disasters, whether that be their home catches on fire or it floods, um, or they get separated actually during a disaster, um, we can help them get reunited with their loved ones. So we do that again, volunteers just make this work so well, but it's something that the Red Cross does that I am so thankful for because if this were me, um, I would certainly need and want the support and help that we provide. Our international services is absolutely phenomenal. So with partners, actually the Red Cross um, is able to give more than 621,000 children a day in different countries, um, measles and Rebella vaccinations. So that number is huge, right? But it's something that we do at an international level because we believe in saving the lives of the world's most vulnerable people, whether that be a devastating earthquake that occurs, um, whether that be, again, major wildfires that are happening somewhere or hurricanes, different things, we help to um, support those folks through the Red Cross and the Red Crescent Network. When we look at our training services again, just kind of as a mission moment, um, if we watch, if, if any of you watch the football game, where unfortunately that that individual got hit so hard, right, that he was out cold on the field and CPR was provided. Um, I'm <laughs> I don't know the gentleman's name, and I and I don't watch a whole lot of uh, football anymore because um, I got three kids that like cartoons instead. But um, one of the biggest things that we want to encourage everyone to participate in is becoming first aid. PR certified, and that's something that the Red Cross can offer. Um, if somebody suddenly chokes on food, a family member suddenly goes into cardiac arrest, um, you want to make sure your kids are prepared before they go to summer camp or they're going to be around water, right? We provide all the training services that somebody may need to help protect our community and the people within it. Um, something new-ish that we've we've started rolling out that's getting a little more visibility is actually our hands only CPR. So it takes 20 minutes. Um, it's, you don't get a certificate for it, but it does take 20 minutes and it's the way that you can help to continue to work towards saving a person's life with only using your hands rather than mouth to mouth, um, as well, too. So this is something that's come out that the Red Cross provides. Uh, if your business, if your church, if if anyone would be interested in learning that as a group, we would love to be able to teach you that hands only CPR because it can be what can help keep that person going before medical attention arrives. Um, so. Love love our training services. Um, and obviously just being first aid and CPR uh, uh, trained and certified is important. Um, we actually have trained more than 2.4 million people uh, on how to save lives and, and that number continues to grow. Also, just wanna do a friendly plug here. Um, there are mobile apps that you can get for the Red Cross in terms of just being prepared whether it be first aid, whether it be uh, disaster preparedness, weather alerts, things like that. So go into your app store, look at Red Cross. We've got multiple different apps in there. In the event of something happening, you can go to that app. They're easy to navigate and you can find the opportunity that you need to help support. So again, there's disaster ones for preparedness, there's first aid, etc. Services to armed forces. So my husband's a disabled veteran. Um, This line of service is extremely vital. Uh, It's super important, but again, not a lot of people know that the Red Cross do this. We provide support to members of the armed forces and their families. So when somebody urgently needs to get connected with a family back stateside, we can help coordinate that. We have caseworkers who are volunteer caseworkers that manage these these cases for our military men and women. Um, When a veteran needs additional support, we try our best to provide that support. Um, When a wounded service member needs support through rehabilitation, we try our best to work with that person and and their other connected networks to make sure that they have the support that they need. Um, We do a lot of comfort care kits to homeless veterans. So we're at the Homeless Connect um, every year providing these care packages out to our homeless veterans that local businesses have helped to put together um, that just have basic needs to be able to help support these folks that have given their, that have sacrificed so much really for, for their country. So we do a lot um, in terms of our services to armed forces. And it's something I'm extremely proud of that the Red Cross does as a person who has very, uh, has a lot of military men and women in her family. So every day, Every day we think about it, you're like, whoa, that was a whole lot of information, a ton of numbers, Ashley, that you're hitting me with. Give me like the low down nitty gritty on how you impact people on the daily. I can tell you this, over 30,000 people are assisted by the Red Cross daily. All right. So if we don't have a local office in your area, which we do here in Evansville, 29 South Stockwell Road, but if we don't have one in your area, we probably have volunteers in your area stationed there to help support and respond. So 170 times a day, on average, Red Cross workers help a family that was affected by a disaster. The number one disaster that we respond to are house fires. That's why our home fire campaign is so important to ensure that we get smoke alarms installed into every home so that we can help try to save the lives of the people that we love and our community at large. Um, 13,000 blood donations uh, are needed every single day. 13,000. Doesn't matter if it's Christmas, doesn't matter if it's summer vacation, diagnoses, car accidents, major surgeries, those things don't take vacation, they don't, they don't take the holidays off. And so we, we require 13,000 plus blood donations um, every single day. And that doesn't include the 2600 platelet donations that we need across the country just to help support our hospital patient needs. So, um, Each person can donate once every 56 days. And you think about that and you're like, that takes a whole lot of volunteer donors willing to roll up their sleeves to help save a life to meet that 13,000. And and you're not wrong. (laughs) It takes a lot of people. And that's why we're here doing what we do. Actually, 1,100 free smoke alarms are installed on average every day by Red Cross volunteers across the country. So those are smoke alarms that we're able to help, again, just hopefully save lives to notify people that, there is a fire potentially in their home. We have local stories of individuals that have said, if it weren't for the smoke alarms in my home, that the Red Cross had installed because they were unhealthy, you know, they weren't able, um, able-bodied enough to install them themselves, or, um, they didn't have the money to purchase them. So the Red Cross came in and we installed them and gave them to them for free. Right. If it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have heard the I wouldn't have known there was a fire while I was in the basement um, because I wouldn't have had a smoke alarm going off telling me. Um, Same thing in terms of our numbers, just looking at 1300 times a day, we provide services to military members, veterans and their families. 621,000 times a day, a child receives a measles or rubella vaccination from the Red Cross or our partners. And 13,000 times a day, uh, a person receives life-saving Red Cross training. So just a little nugget in a day of what the Red Cross does with the support and and generosity of our donors, our volunteers and our blood donors um, is extremely significant just extremely significant and you can be a part of that if anything like I said has has really triggered something for you in a good way right something that's really just ignited a passion for you then we want to work with you whether it be as a volunteer um, whether it be as a donor um, whether it monetarily or blood donation we want to work with you so because blood is my passion, um, weird sentence, I never thought I would say many moons ago, but because blood is is one of my targeted passions here, um, I do want to talk to you a little bit more in depth about that. So every two seconds, every two seconds, someone in America needs blood. And that could be platelets, that could be plasma, it could be whole blood, right? But every two seconds in the time that we've been speaking, just think about how many Americans have needed blood just in the time that you've been listening to this podcast. Fairly significant number. 84% of donations are collected at blood drives that are close to where people work and live. So when you partner with the American Red Cross for free, I might add, um, what we do is we bring the items to you. We meet your community where they're at. If it's your business, we meet your employees where they're at. If it's your civic group or your church, we meet you where you are at to make blood donation convenient. And 84% of that is what goes back in to be 84% of those donations are collected in those spaces, right? So you don't have to come to us. The majority of what we collect is actually us coming to you, which is a nice perk. Chances are, you know, somebody that's needed blood. We talked about that, just the exercise of looking to see you know, raise your hand if, right, somebody who has sickle cell disease, somebody who hemorrhaged during childbirth, somebody who's had open heart surgeries, you may very well know someone who has needed blood at some point. And that's where our blood drive partners are crucial. So you can be the link in the life-saving chain of being able to get blood from volunteer donors to the patients who need them, um, just by partnering with the Red Cross. So we are the nation's single largest blood provider. Um, and there's, there's some really great things with that because we are able to get blood where it is needed most. So you may be thinking, okay, but I wanna make sure like if I need blood, my local hospital gets it. Good news, the Red Cross <laughs> supplies Deaconess and St. Vincent's here in the tri-state area. Um, but because we are 40% of the nation's blood supply, the single largest provider of blood across the country, because we are that big, Say you have a family member in Arkansas and they need a blood product because something happens, right? Life happens. We never know when this is going to happen. Um, If the Red Cross is able to, we'll get them the blood they need. And that's one of the advantages of working with us. It's not that we can only provide to a certain region like other blood banks. We can provide blood where it is truly needed most. And blood is really complex. There's tons of antigens, there's different things within blood that makes each person's blood unique to themselves. And that's the great thing about being able to serve where the need is greatest is because your blood and how unique it is to you can make all the difference for somebody, a hospital patient in need, wherever they are located at. So my blood's gone everywhere from um, Louisville to St. Louis. I've had some stuff go to Illinois, but I know people that I've talked to here that have donated blood here at the Red Cross and they've, their blood's gone to Portugal, their blood's gone to New York, you know, and it's that special thing that makes them, their blood was needed by somebody and they had that, they had what, what we needed, right? So we were able to help that person live a longer life. That large number of blood donations needed daily only happens because we are able to partner with so many businesses, organizations, churches, civic groups, et cetera, to ensure that the 500 blood drives um, on average that we need to operate daily across the country is met. So that means that in my little neck of the woods, my team covering across three states, 30 counties, um, we actually need 22,000 units of blood a year plus just to meet our hospital commitment needs. So 500 blood drives daily across the nation. Again, it may not seem like a lot, but that's a significant number to ensure that we get those 13,000 units of blood every day to support our current hospital patient need. Um, this, it's extremely impactful. Again, uh, a couple months ago, I don't know how many um, that are listening may know this. And and I say a couple months ago because I'm very Midwestern, right? It could have been a year ago, but um, we had the experience of an, a severe, the, the worst blood shortage we had seen in decades because people weren't donating. You can't manufacture blood. I can't go to the store and buy it. I can't go to a manufacturer and say, hey, can you genetically make this happen. Um, it doesn't work that way. So the FDA regulates what we do and we need volunteer donors to come in and to donate blood. And when people don't, unfortunately our hospital partners have to say to hospital patients, real human beings like you and I, we don't have what you need. I'm sorry. And and, and put yourself in the position of that hospital patient who was maybe born with sickle cell disease. Those with sickle cell disease oftentimes need multiple transfusions of blood, sometimes monthly, if not more often than that, to be able to live pain-free, to be able to live a semblance of a normal life, a healthy life. And so to be told, we don't have what you need, scary, I never wanna go through that again in my lifetime. I never want my children to go through that again. And so that's why these partnerships are so vital. That's why these conversations where we're able to share the education out about blood donations and all the things that the Red Cross does is so significant to me because if they would have told my dad, hey, sorry, we don't have what you need. I would have been crushed, just absolutely crushed, right? Um, and so that, that's that's just why, you know, those 500 blood drives daily, you may be thinking, I can't do a blood drive. Like, I, I can't donate blood. I'm afraid of needles. Try it. I, I, I just ask you to try it. Get a group of people together. Come together with the Red Cross. Partner alongside us. And let's help save hospital patients' lives while we're at it. When you do that, that one decision, that one decision has what we call the multiplier effect, right? So you could potentially, as one person, help hundreds of hospital patients. Say there's you. You help us to host a blood drive. You partner, co-sponsor with us, and you recruit 25 people. Those 25 people donate at your drive one time, and then you host four drives with us a year. Those 25 people donating each time or a set of 25 people is 100 at the end of that year, right? Four times 25 equals 100. Every time you donate, you can help save up to three hospital patients' lives. 300 people, 300 hospital patients in need could be positively impacted because of the choice you chose to make to say yes to partnering with the Red Cross, to spread the need, to spread the education, to help motivate and encourage and empower and engage the different people around you to donate blood. How significant is that? One person can have that big of an effect on hospital patient need everywhere. The need is constant um, you probably seen me on TV looking very different. Um, but you've probably seen me on TV just talking about the urgent need. We, we, we love our, our media here, uh, in the tri-state and, and thankfully they've been so supportive because they understand the need as well too. But when we say the need is constant every two seconds, that's, that's pretty constant, right? Um, but blood products not only are, are constantly needed, but they are perishable, So alongside that, we need to make sure that we're consistently getting as much blood as we can and getting it to the right people that need that across the country to ensure that we're the best stewards of our blood products out there. Um, And I also mentioned, you can't manufacture blood. So if there's a shortage, unless we have volunteer human being donors come to donate the free gifts of life, we don't have blood. We don't have a stable supply for those in need. This conversation that we're having today, it really makes me um, just kind of think of, and so my kid, he goes to McCutcheonville, one of them does, and and they have this think win-win, right? And it's a way to kind of, how can we think about the win-win for both of us, okay? What is the win-win here for you and for me? Well, it's really a win-win-win when we partner with the community or maybe even yourself. There's a lot of good things that come from these partnerships. You can help us build goodwill and loyalty with stakeholders and customers as they engage in your vision for this community action to help the community be its healthiest self for those hospital patients in need. You can partner together to build morale or team spirit. You can do this for leadership development opportunities by hosting a blood drive and also among your team members, really just rallying them together to work for that life-saving cause. This offers practical manifestation of values, such as volunteerism, giving back to the community, alongside working with one of the most trusted and respected brands in America. You can help us build stronger and more resilient communities by supporting all of our Red Cross services. And ultimately, you can help save a life. Who doesn't want to do that? right? Like I want to be Superman. You know what I mean? I, I want to be Wonder Woman. I want to help be able to save a life. And these are some things that you can do in our reciprocity in that relationship building and that partnership with the Red Cross, whether again, it be with your church or your civic group or your business. There's a couple of things in terms of just working with us in in blood drives that we ask, you know, I'd love to talk through those with you some more, whether it's coming to you or you coming to us. And if you want to um, discuss this further, I would love to do that. If if you don't already know, again, it's something I'm extremely passionate about. I thank you if you already are a blood donor. I encourage you if you've never donated blood to do so. Um, But reach out to me, questions, anything that you've got in regards to hosting a blood drive, getting involved in the Red Cross, being a volunteer with us, Even if it's just the fact that you need smoke alarms, please reach out. So you can call our general number, which is 1-800-RED-CROSS. Or actually, you can also go online to redcrossblood.org if you'd like to host a blood drive. You can go to redcross.org if you'd like to learn more about volunteerism within the organization. But if you live in the tri-state and you think, man, Ashley, something that you've said really does just make me want to work with you you and your team, um, give me a shout, 812-480-0616. That's my work number, you can reach me, we can discuss what partnership looks for you, um, whether that be hosting a blood drive, again, whether it's being a part of our home fire campaign, whether it's just getting some of your folks to, to be volunteers. I'd love to have the conversation with you. Um, you can also reach me by email at ashley, ashley, dot Hughes, H-U-G-H-E-S at redcross.org with any of your inquiries as well. Um, with that, I just again, thank you so much for taking some time to listen to me share my passion, my mission moment. Um, I'd love to hear yours. So let's reach out. Let's become friends. Let's talk through what this partnership and, and this vision may be that you might have and uh, go from there. Thank you.
0: Well, Ashley, thank you so much for sharing your unbelievable life and and your story and your mission. I'm I'm hoping it has touched many many people. The wheels are already turning for me for ideas, <laughs> and I cannot wait to discuss them further. But you know, like I said, um, you know, please, please, please reach out to Ashley if you want to connect, if you have an idea, if you have questions, if you need services. That is what they are there for. They are a valued community partner of ours. And and I just thank everyone for taking the time to listen today. And I hope that you all have a blessed and wonderful rest of the day.